Dobry den. Welcome back to Anxiety What Is Happening to Me. Today we're going to talk about conversations, conversations with our spouse, with our children, or our best friend, and how talking to the people that are closest to us can cause us anxiety. When we're talking to the people that are closest to us, sometimes we could feel a lot of anxiety. It's like this persistent feeling of dread in reaction to the person talking. They're talking, and the more they're talking, the more our shoulders get tense, the more dread we start feeling. We could even start shaking or perspiring, and we just like don't feel good. That even though it isn't necessarily threatening what they're saying, we just start feeling just all of this negative like stuff inside of us and almost like we have to interrupt them. We have to tell them exactly what we want to say to make us feel better. Why is this happening to us? The reason that you feel that way is because when someone is talking about something that is maybe against what we believe, what our values are, what our morals are, or even they're talking about something that we wouldn't even do it that way. We would do it a different way. Our body is all about action, right? It's It goes into action. It wants to do what it needs to do to make sure that we get done what we need to get done. When we ask our body to lift its hands, it lifts its hands. When we ask it to pick up a cup of water, it picks up a cup of water without almost even a thought. Our body just does what it needs to do. When someone is talking that's really close to us, we literally sit there and we want to listen to them. We have this innate need and want to listen to them and hear them out. But all of a sudden, as they're talking, we start feeling this persistent feeling of dread and we just can't get over it. We tell ourselves, stop it. I'm trying to listen to this person. And a lot of times we'll interrupt that person because of all that feelings that we're having. So when we're talking to our spouse, for instance, and they're talking about their dreams, maybe they're talking about wanting to buy a home or wanting to buy a new car. And all of a sudden we're feeling all of this stuff inside of us. Why are we feeling it? We're feeling it because our body doesn't know the difference between us asking it to pick up its hand or if someone is talking and not actually like doing the action. So for instance, this person is just talking, but our brain reacts to the fact that they're saying something that we do not align with, that we don't agree with. They're saying that. And so all of a sudden, our brain wants to go into action. It wants to be like, you need to stop this person from doing this right now. They're going to, they're literally going to lose everything that they have because they're talking about buying a home or they're talking about buying the super expensive car and there's no way that we can afford this as a family. So your body automatically reacts to what is happening because it thinks that it's happening right now. It's literally telling you they're going to buy this house right now, right the second. That's what they're doing and you need to stop it. You need to stop them from doing this. Or they're going to buy the super expensive vehicle that we can't even afford. And your mind does cannot differentiate between the fact that it's 
not actually happening. Your mind cannot differentiate in the fact that it's not a threat right now. It's not actually a threat. They're just talking about it. But your mind doesn't know that. It's like, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, it's happening right now. Let's make it stop, right? Let's tell this person that this is not okay. They're not allowed to do this. Even though they're just talking about their dream of buying a home. They're talking about their dream of buying a car. But tell that to your brain, right? So what, what can we do to stop ourselves from doing that? It takes time and it takes practice. If you grew up your whole life without anybody telling you that, you need to manage your reactions. So they never told you that when somebody's talking about their dreams, their ambitions, and it goes against your values and your morals and what you believe in and how you think it's supposed to be done correctly, nobody ever teaches, if nobody ever taught you that, you need to learn to control and manage your reaction You're just going to keep living your life either listening to that person and feeling terrible the whole time or interrupting them and then they don't want to continue their conversation and now you literally stop them from saying what they want to say and now you feel bad because you're like, well, continue what you're trying to say, but they're not going to because they're like, no, you just shut us down. You don't care about us. You don't care what we think and they don't want to continue. They're already like, They already go into their little shell and then you feel bad. Why did I do that? And then you do it again the next time they start talking. And it's just like a roller coaster circle because you don't realize that your body's actually reacting to what they're saying. But when you learn to manage your reaction and learn to tell your brain that this is not a threat right now, This person is just talking about their dream of buying a new home, of buying that nice car. It's just a dream. And you learn to control those reactions and learn to manage them. It'll get easier and easier and easier to the fact where you'll actually be able to listen to your spouse without feeling that persistent dread, that reaction to them talking and feeling almost threatened that they're even talking about that because you feel like that's impossible or you're not financially stable enough to even do that. A lot of times our spouses will talk about their ambitions like investing in a company or starting a new business. All of that could feel threatening and so your reaction will be, I need to stop this person from doing that. And so it's not able for you to listen to them and allow the conversation to flow and maybe allow some room for opinion if that person is willing to listen to opinions. Or maybe they're just talking about their ambition in investing in a company or a business. They're not even really thinking about actually doing it. They're just chatting about it and here you are just totally shutting your spouse down not getting to know them not getting to know how they do things or what they value and what morals they have sometimes our spouses can talk about changes in their habits they could say hey i don't want to go to church anymore or you know what i have this addiction and i want to stop it Or I want to change my work schedule. And all of a sudden, you might start like interrupting them and turning the conversation 
into like a sour note instead of your spouse being able to open up and feeling comfortable talking to you because of that feeling of dread that's just weighing on your shoulders or your neck. You just can't seem to allow the conversation to continue. And that's normal because you're you're literally like your body thinks that that's actually going to happen. But in reality, when you learn to manage what is actually threatening and what's not threatening, like is this person just having a conversation with me or is this person actually going to go through with it like in the next five minutes and actually like assessing what is happening in this conversation like if you're driving to your vacation and you're going to be gone for two weeks and your spouse starts talking about their dream hello it's not going to happen maybe it'll happen in two weeks when you come back so there's no reason for you to like shut them down and interrupt them and stop them from saying what they want to say because you're not even going to be home in the next two weeks and your brain yes it it's feeling like there's all this dread and it's feeling like there's a threat happening right now but there actually isn't so yeah learning to manage your reaction that's the important thing Now let's move on to talking to our children. Our children could come up to us and they could talk about their goals of what they want to do on the weekend with their friends. And maybe it's something that's sinful and they and they don't know it. This is their first time doing that, or they they just made a mistake in opening up to you. And all of a sudden you feel like it's an immediate threat, even though the weekend is probably a couple days away, and you shut your child down by stating your opinion or telling them to be quiet or something because you just you want it you want it to stop right you you feel like it's against your family values against your family morals it's against your family rules right and so you're like nope and you just don't even allow your child to finish their conversation or express themselves because you feel like it's an immediate threat, when in reality, it is not. The other time that we sometimes feel anxiety with children is when they start talking about their ideas, like they're talking about their class project, or what they're going to be doing with their homework. The biggest one, how they want to be treated. All of these conversations are super healthy for our children to have with us, super healthy for them to express themselves, to learn how to talk, to learn how to speak about their needs and their wants. And as our children are growing, we're molding and shaping them to be these wonderful people in the world that that are going to help the world out. They're going to be like just amazing people in the community and you're you're raising them right you're teaching them every day but they also have their own thoughts their own feelings their own wants their own needs and it's super healthy for them to express them when we feel anxiety and we feel that persistent feeling of dread when our child is talking we might feel threatened and we tend to want to just shut them down and tell them, no, that's not allowed. I can't believe that you would even say that. 
instead of listening through, allowing them to really express themselves, we don't allow that because our body goes straight into this is a threat, this is a threat, this is a, this is a threat, like we need to stop it. And yeah, we might feel upset afterwards, like, oh man, we didn't get to hear out our kid. We didn't didn't know exactly what they said, but now it's too late. So again, learning to manage our reaction and like figuring out in our head before we stop the conversation, is this something that is actually immediately threatening? Like, is our child going to actually do this in the next couple of minutes? Do I actually need to stop it like right the second? Or are they just talking about it and it's actually not going to happen for real? And if it's not going to happen for real, allowing your children to express themselves, to talk about it, to say what they need to say, And boy, oh boy, is this going to open up your mind if you actually listen through to make steps in your teaching as you're raising these children. Like, where am I slacking? Where do I need to read the Bible more? Like, where do I need to explain to the children more in which areas? Or do they they seem like they're lacking in their values? where they're lacking in their morals for them to even make a decision to do that, to do that bad thing, you know, for them to even think that it's okay. Like it's actually like good to hear them talk about something wrong because it actually gives you an idea of where you're slacking in your teaching. And now you could add that because they're still young, they're still moldable and they're going to make their mistakes. But you have the advantage of now hearing it from their own mouth of how they think. And now you're like, okay, I'm going to implement this in the next few days or in the next week or whatever, you know, to like get your kids on the right path to be like amazing adults in the community. Let's talk about best friends and talking to them and feeling anxiety while talking to a best friend. Or it could be like somebody super close to you, like super close family members or even like, you know, the customer client relationship, like where you see your client every single week and you know them really, really well. This area in your life is the easiest to manage. Usually, even though we feel like a persistent feeling of dread when they're talking or we feel like we're being threatened um, even though it's not necessarily threatening whatever they're saying, but like, you know, our body's just reacting that way. So this is the area where we're going to talk about, you know, the anxiety you feel. So like basically anybody that's close to you. So like this is the place, like if you're going to start learning how to manage your reaction is like the f- best place to do it because we are a little more self-aware and self-conscious when we're talking to people that are not like our spouse or our children or our parents or our siblings because we don't have that feeling of comfort that they're going to love us no matter what because like with our family or spouses or children like we're constantly making mistakes and they still love us so our body has like this feeling of like security that you're still going to be loved even though you're being a tor- totally terrible person <laughs> so anyway So with like a best friend, they might be talking about their like home life and what they want to do with their decorating, how they want to decorate their house, 
and how to how they and step by step of how they want to do it and all of a sudden you might start feeling this persistent feeling of dread and you're like why am I feeling this way like why am I super uncomfortable with this conversation well it's because you're probably like a different person like you decorate differently or you paint your house differently you remodel differently you you do it faster or you do it slower you know like you're just a different person and your body's thinking like it's a threat it's a threat you know like and all of a sudden you're reacting but you're managing right because this is your best friend you're talking to them you're managing your feelings you're not allowing yourself to like interrupt them or or you might or you might actually interrupt them and like put in your two cents but because they're your best friend they give you like some lee room and they're just like oh whatever like you know and they just keep talking it's usually a little bit less likely for the conversation to completely come to a dead stop just because like they are also self-aware and self-conscious so they're most likely also not going to throw a tantrum that you just interrupted them and the, and they're going to like, you know, okay, fine. Like, I'll just start this conversation again. Or like, for instance, they're talking about like tasks they want to do at home, like how they want to cook their lasagna or something. And you're like, and, and, and you're just not comfortable all of a sudden, you know, it's like, okay, like what is wrong with me? But this is just a normal reaction that our body has because it just feels threatened because it's like against how we would do it. Or they start talking about their goals for the future and maybe it kind of involves you. Like, and all of a sudden you start feeling anxiety because you're like, oh my goodness, they're talking about their goals and um, it's going to involve me or or they might be talking about how they want to move or they want to go somewhere else. And and all of a sudden you, you don't, you start feeling this persistent feeling of dread. Like, okay, what the heck? Like, you know, they're just talking. Like, why am I feeling so uncomfortable? Like, I just want them to stop talking or you just want to interrupt them and tell them, no, that's not the way you should do it, you know, and put in your opinion or two cents and interrupt their conversation. And it's just because like, you're so close to them and any changes that they make is is going to involve you and it's going to change your life a little bit and now you feel threatened. So yeah, lots of different ways that we could feel anxiety when we're talking to our spouses, our children, or our best friends. And here's some of them. So like if you start feeling that super persistent feeling of dread, just know that, okay, like I need to manage this feeling. Like what am I going to do to manage this feeling? You can take some deep breaths. So these are people that are super close in your life. Like you shouldn't be embarrassed to take deep breaths in front of them. If you still are, then, you know, scratch that one off. You can count to 10 in your head. So like just keep counting, you know, one, two, three inside your head. Nobody can tell that you're counting in your head, but this will start calming your fight or flight down. You can give yourself a hug and usually people won't even notice. They're so excited talking about their goals and their dreams or their ambitions. They're not even going to notice that you're hugging yourself, you know, and you could even like pat yourself on the back or like, you know, just like get yourself out of your head. Just tell yourself, you know what? I'm okay. Like this is not a threat. This person is just talking. I'm okay. It's okay. Or you could write it out. Like if you're super strong, like you've been dealing with anxiety for a really long time, a lot of people that deal with anxiety for a long time, they learn how to write it out. They learn how to like differentiate between like a normal threat and an 
unnecessarily something that's not a necessary threat. And so like, you know, you just learn to write it out. You're like, yes, I'm sweating. Yes, I'm shaking. Yes, I'm feeling a lot of tension. Yes, I want to interrupt this person, but I'm not going to. So you're just writing it out. Or this is a good one. Like if you know that you always do this with your spouse, like it always happens, you can be super proactive. Like for instance, if your spouse starts talking, you be like, hey, um, I don't want to interrupt you, but this these are such good ideas. Can I just write them down? This is a win-win. The person you're talking to, your spouse, right, is going to be like so happy. They're going to be like, wow, she or he is so interested in what I want to say that they're even going to write it down. And the win-win for you is that as you're writing it down, it's going to feel less threatening, Because it's going to be like, oh, it's going on paper and your reaction is going to be different because you're actually doing something. You're using your hand to write and your body's like, now it knows that you're, that this is not an actual threat. Like it's like, oh, she's writing. So that's all it is. She's just writing and writing is not threatening, right? So your brain's going to be like, oh, she's writing or he's writing and it's not threatening. We're okay. We're fine. And it's okay. And so then you're going to be able to write down all of their dreams and your goals and their ambitions. You get to hear them out and they get to feel special that you actually like wrote down what they're trying to say and you bullet pointed it or whatever. You can give it to them and say, F off. You can't do any of this stuff. (laughs) You know, like if it is actually like threatening to your financial status or whatever, like after the conversation, but at least you heard them out, right? At least you heard the conversation out and you had a good conversation and both of you were happy and relaxed. And instead of like you feeling like you just can't even enjoy the conversation that you're having. I would like to finish off this episode by reading to you guys from Psalm 85 from the Psalter and I'm going to be reading in Slavic and English. Приклони, Господи, ухо Твое, услыши меня. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Яко ніші у Бог єсем аз, сохрані душу мою, яко приподобен єсем. Preserve my life, for I am godly, save your servant who trusts in you. Спаси раба Твоїх, Боже мой, уповаючого на Тя. Помилуй мя, Господи, яко к Тебе возову весь день. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Яко ти, Господи, благ і довготерпелів, і много милості всім призивающим тя. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in mercy to all who call on you. Внуші, Господи, молитву мою, і ваньмі гласу моління моєго. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, hearken to my cry of supplication. В день печалі моє я возвах к тебе, яко услыша мя. In the day of my trouble I call on you, for you answer me. В день печалі моє я возвах к тебе, яко услыша мя. 
In the day of my trouble I call on you, for you answer me. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like you. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like you. So this psalm is just so beautiful because it is just asking God to listen and to be there for us. And I just love this because here we are crying out to God to listen to us, to save us, and to be gracious to us, and to gladden our souls, and to be good and forgiving. And we're asking this of the Lord, right? Because we're people that are full of sin. And when we're listening to someone, our spouse or our children or our best friend, our coworker, someone that's super close to us, they want the same thing. They want what we want from the Lord. They All they want is just to be heard, right? Just like when we're crying out to the Lord, all we want is for him to hear us. And we're all like that, you know, we all need that comfort that somebody is listening to us. And so manage your reactions when you're listening to someone, let them finish their conversation, especially if it's something that's not threatening. Thank you for coming. I love you guys. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. I'm so excited to tell you guys about Nano Silver. It supports a healthy immune system, supports gut immune and microbiome health. Nano Silver is a revolutionary silver technology. Unlike anything else on the market, I love Nano Silver. I use it for my eye infections, ear infections, when I have a sore throat, when I feel like I'm about to get sick, parasites, fungus, you name it. It's like a natural antibiotic. It's freaking awesome. Don't settle for ordinary silver. Try our nano silver today. I'm going to have the link below in my show notes. And when you buy nano silver, you're also helping me out to continue this podcast. So thank you so much. I love you guys. Bye.